Welcome to the Metal and Pedal Podcast, No Hesitations. I am your host, Jade Joyner. This podcast is about entrepreneurship. It's for leaders, guides, and gurus to chat about life and business and life and business. The good, the bad, and the ugly. The hardships and the triumphs. The mistakes and the lessons. As in life, business never seems to go quite like we plan. My motto is that I want to make it happen. I don't want to hesitate. I want to move forward and make the best decision I can at the time. Today, I have in studio Shannon Ball from Five Points Yoga Studio. Shannon's been in my life for quite some time now. She is an incredible yogi, a really inspiring businesswoman, and just a fantastic all-around guide. She talks with us today about what it's like to own a yoga studio, what are the benefits of having yoga in your life, and being a woman in business. So let's talk to Shannon. Okay, good morning. I'm so excited to have Shannon Ball here, one of my favorite people in Athens, and she runs Five Points Yoga and also is the owner of Five Points Yoga. Yes. How long have you had the studio? Um, this has been, oh gosh, here's the thing with the details. Um, this January was 10 years. Wow. Yeah, That's yeah. exciting. Is this your first entrepreneurial experience? Um, you know, it's actually not. I... I think my earliest was doing personal training. That's right. You were yeah. a personal trainer. You, you yeah. reference that sometimes in yeah. class. Yeah. And what kind of personal training did you do? One-on-one? Yeah. I started like in college. I did group classes. Yeah. I taught aerobics. Um, like step aerobics? Yes. I can't believe it now. Yeah, anyway, but yes, I did. And um, I know it's like, <laughs> but, um, you know, and then I taught strength training. Okay. And somebody asked me if I would train somebody that they knew and and then it just kind of went from there. Mm-hmm. And then I also um, was the wellness director at the Y, but that was actually working for somebody. And so then how did you get into yoga? I started there used to be, I'm going to say these buildings wrong, but you know the buildings, I'm sure you do. Like there's Farmers Hardware and there's that place, Lexington. I think it turns, <clears throat> Broad turns into Lexington and then there's those beautiful, yeah. now UGA owns them. They're, they're really polished. And maybe UGA owned them, but they were like good old Athens, old yes, lofts yes. that hadn't been redone. Right. And it must have been 91 because I was in college, my first year of college. And, you know, I actually was just telling my teacher training this. I think what what was really happening, like what probably my soul knew, is that I was really desperately uncomfortable being alone, being in my body. You know, it's like I always, it was just painful to be alone. You were suffering. Yeah, hardcore. You were suffering from um, your physical being and your spiritual being or like just being comfortable like being alone on the planet, like yeah. You know, I mean, just partner. being alone. Yeah. Well, and just being Shannon. You know, I mean, I don't. Right. If you haven't experienced it, it might be weird, but it was just really hard to um, be in my own skin. You're just uncomfortable. Yeah. Wanted yeah. to be distracted, or you know, somehow yeah. distracted mm-hmm. from myself. So I think that's what I was really searching for, and I was really comfortable with physicality, exercise, especially because anything that I thought was exercise, I thought, oh, good, I'm going to be able to make myself better. You yeah, know? right. And so I think I saw probably at Phoenix, do you remember? Oh, yeah, I don't know if you lived here yet. There oh, was uh-uh. a great, I think it's where Gigi's Cupcakes uh-huh, is uh-huh. downtown. Right. Um, there was a natural food store named Phoenix. It was so good. And, um, you know, it was before all the little polished you know, stores like markets, yeah. yeah. And um, I think it was probably there, but there was a flyer for yoga. And I've asked um, Manjula Spears, who's probably one of the most senior teachers in Athens. I've asked her, "Did you know who taught this class?" Because I don't remember the woman's name. And she said, "You know, I don't even think there were yoga certifications then. It was really early for yeah. yoga to come to the states." Yeah, yeah. but she said. Well, especially in, the, in south. the south, yeah. yeah. But she said, "You know, there was a woman who who taught." And who had studied anyway? So who I don't know who it was, but I loved it, and I um, was it Vinyasa yoga? Oh God, you know, I, n- no. Um, I, it seemed like it was almost a little more like maybe like Iyengar style okay. or yeah, I'm not sure, but it yeah. wasn't you know it was hatha yoga, but it was not. There weren't like a lot of chaturangas, or, right? Right. But um, so anyway, I did that, and then I think I probably stopped and um 
And then my next memory is sometime, I mean, I was young, to go into Modula Spears. She had a little place downtown right behind Phoenix. Oh, really? Uh-huh. She had a little, is I think, I mean, as far as I know, it was the first studio, you know, in Athens. Yeah. And I went there some, you know, but I just kind of dabbled in and out. Right. Yeah. And then how did you, where did you get your teacher training certificate and how did that all come about? When did yeah. you decide... This is me. This is what I want to do. Yeah. Because well, that's a big moment, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, years later, I, um, I've been going to yoga at a place called um, Red Lotus, which is now where Thrive is on okay. Prince Avenue. And there were some great teachers there. Um, Nicole, I can't think of her last name right now, but she's awesome. But she's raising a little person right now. But, right. Um, and then there's this woman who doesn't live here anymore. And I loved her class. And I was actually personal training her, and I said, oh, I really would like to, you know, or she, maybe she said, you should do your teacher training. Yeah. And I was teaching aerobics at the Y by then and kind of managing their programs, and I said, oh, I don't do yoga enough. And she said, oh, a teacher training is a great opportunity to, like, really dive deep into your practice. Right. And I, there were some teachers here who had done Asheville Yoga Center, and um, I loved Asheville, so I was like, I, anyway, I can't believe I did it. No, wait, I do remember. Um, there's more to this story. I had several big things, like a big relationship breakup, another big thing in my life. There was another thing and um, that I won't go into here. And, uh, um, and I had started a grad. I was working full-time and started a grad. Uh, my first, uh, we were in quarters and my first grad Oh, my gosh. Quarter. Yeah. And I hated the program. So, so I you used, were almost in crisis a little bit. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Yeah. And I, I really, and I used <laughs> my second quarter of uh-huh. um, student loans. I was like, I am not going back. That's, that program is not for me. I, and I said, I'm going to use my loans for a school I want to go to. And so I went to yoga school then. Wow. It was, yeah. And it was great. It was like there were all these endings that had happened in my life. And, you know. That's amazing. This was your yeah. new beginning. Yeah. It was awesome. And so um, you did the teacher training, mm-hmm. and then when did you decide to open your studio? Uh, well, that was several years later, and you know it was with Debbie yes. Garrett. Love Debbie. And De- me too. And um, we had known each other for years and years and years, because I taught her, I don't know if you know this, I taught her um, aerobics at the Y. I think you did mention that a couple <laughs> times in yeah. classes. Yeah, yeah. And so we, we knew each other, you know, we yeah. were friendly. And then I hosted a yoga teacher training. I still, you know, obviously didn't have a studio in Athens. And she happened to take it. And I was calling people actually to organize a potluck for the group. And I just happened, you know, this to me is like totally God. Right. Because, and it's a good reminder for me to just say this out loud, that every situation, every person, everything is coming just as it should, Mm -hmm. you know, and I can forget that so easily. And everyone can, I think. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it's the answer. And I just happened, you know, coincidentally, to say, what are you going to do with this? Because I knew that she worked full-time for a pharmaceutical company and, you know, was making good money. Right. And her daughter was in private college, and so she was in a single parent. Well, yeah, she was a single parent, even though she had gotten remarried. She was, you know, paying for her tuition, mostly, I think, yeah. on her own. And she said, you know what, I'd really like to, I couldn't believe it, I'd really like to open a studio. And I was like, you're kidding me, me too. And, you know, the just weirdest thing, because it's not like we were best friends, we just decided, let's, do you want to look together for wow. space? I know. I mean, it was like a God thing again. Yes. Because there's yeah. like, what are the chances? Meant to be. Yeah, we had not thought about that. Right. Nor would I have just said, oh, Debbie Garrett would be the person I'd, you know? Right. I barely knew her. Right. That's amazing. Yeah. And yeah. so that was 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. And y'all, or maybe eleven. You started at the location you're at now. No, oh my gosh, no! We, I thought I didn't know you hadn't been there. Because where Masada Leather is. Yes, now. that's where you were. Yes, I and, went to one class. There. Oh, you did. Okay, okay one and class. it was the old. You want me to tell this part? Yeah, oh, this is kind of cool too because it everything fell into place mm-hmm. with no really no pretty effort. Much no effort. Yeah, because we knew like we didn't want. We thought we were going to keep working full time. We did not want to put our incomes, our financial houses at risk. So we right. just decided we'll get, we'll find something really low rent. We'll teach a couple classes a week. And like basically as long as we break even, we're good. Okay. And so that was our big business plan. That was, <laughs> that was it. There was the plan. 
I mean, literally. Just pay our bills. We've, we never had a business plan. Right. Ever. Well, and that's one thing I've learned about on this podcast. You know, oh, you're really? taught in school that you before you do anything, yes. you have a business plan. I would say out of the seven people, which is not very many, but and in lots and lots of entrepreneurs I know, um, real entrepreneurs don't have a perfect business plan. Oh, well, then apparently I'm an entrepreneur. <laughs> They just par excellence it kind because of, I'm. It's part God. It's part falling mm. into place. It's part will. It's part a lot of want and mm. and and just gut, just going with your gut, you mm. know. Yes. But no one has this five hundred page yeah. perfect business plan, you know. Wow, so. I thought everybody, but I thought everybody but me. <laughs> so what happened was I my I had some friends, dear friends, Lane and Jim Norton, who owned Home Place. The yes. best now defunct gift store in Athens. And I saw them at the grit one night and they said, Hey, are you still do you still want to open a yoga studio? And um, I was like, Oh yeah, but it you know, that probably won't happen. And they were like, Listen, you know, the old new way cleaner drop off place, the owner is looking and this was hilarious because he was in his eighties, Davis Greenway. He is now deceased. And he um, I guess New Way Cleaners was closing that mm-hmm. and so it was I mean full of pizza boxes and coke cans and it had no parking right I remember and it was yeah it's pretty yucky yeah and um like I think there's probably evidence of little critters in there and, yeah but he rented it to us for $500 a month holy and so moly. we were like we could do this yeah. <laughs> you know and at the time earth fair I don't know we just were like parking wasn't quite as strict yet in five points and we were like People will park wherever. They'll figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. And so. Um, they did. We and cleaned some stuff up. Yeah. yeah. He didn't even want to have a lease with us. Like we would write it and be like, we need a rental agreement. He was like, mm, Yeah, okay. he's like, we don't need that. Kind of an Athens style, hand, spit in yeah. the hand, you know, sh- it handshake. It was so, yeah. yeah, old school. Old school. Yeah. And so you were there for how long? Oh gosh, see, Debbie used to, Debbie knows all these details, but maybe five years. Okay. Six years. Something like that. And then you moved to the new space. Uh-huh. Which is amazing. Oh, that's sweet. Well, because a really special person designed it. Oh, please. Um, we had a good time doing that's that. That's <laughs> um, And so you've been there about five years. So yeah. five years. And how does it feel to change locations? And how is that transition of you added a lot more classes? Like you have yeah. a ton of classes you offer. You do retreats. Mm-hmm. You do teacher trainings. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have a huge roster of clients like I'm always amazed at how many people are like yeah I go to five points I go to five points you know so how was that transaction transition from you know kind of a I don't want to say dingy but kind of a yeah I get it (laughs) kind of a you know we didn't have we're just gonna pay the bills situation to (laughs) actually you know having having rent that was like oh god yeah (laughs) yeah what was it like yeah well, you know, it was another one of those things. We had looked around, and we had even gone to Gisla over mm-hmm. at, at Hodgson's. But we were like, oh, we just couldn't do it, right. you know. And then right. and Dance FX was in that place. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And I feel like it came available, and I guess we just went and looked. I, yes, because I remember hearing the rental price and being like, oh, I must be misunderstanding it, you know, just because I had no idea what space right. is rented for. Right. And you're like, there's this added zero here. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, whoa. And we kind of, I think we, I mean, we weren't totally, you know, it was mostly like instinct. It's like we kind of were, um, and we did balance our checkbook, of course, but it was a lot of intuitive, you know, like, yeah, I'm sure people would be like. Which I think your first user business are, though. I mean, it's just like. I guess. Our small business administration person was like, you don't have a business plan? Like, (laughs) do you know what your gross blah, blah, blah is? And we would be like, oh. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Not real impressive. But um, yeah, I think we were like, okay, well, we could afford that. It's just that, oh gosh, this is really scary because it's just yeah. unknown. But, um, and we, but we, you know, we, we, I think we took a leap of faith. You have to. Yeah. If you're yeah. going to grow, you have to. Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah. I, I, in my opinion, you have to get out of your comfort zone, yeah. you know? Um, so what, so what was the purpose? Like, okay, so you're saying, I want to teach mm-hmm. yoga. You and Debbie had this kind of like, let's just get the bills paid idea. Yeah. Was it really and truly from the heart and the mm-hmm. spirit of spreading yoga? Was mm-hmm. that was that the whole point? I mean, obviously it wasn't at that point, put money in your pocket. Yeah. You know, it wasn't like a... Right, we weren't doing it to get rich. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. So it was really something about you spreading your love of yoga. Yeah. And, you know, I want to say, 
never having been a real conscious entrepreneur, like same with personal training, I was kind of just kind of moved into it and knew I loved working with people with their bodies. But yes. I, I was never real conscious right. about like, this is my mission. Right. And I, I think what happened with just opening it is I really, I did know that I had this yearning inside. I didn't know why. I, I don't know that I spent a lot of time with it. I just knew yeah, this is one of those pure yearnings. You know, it's not about accolades. It's not about making a lot of money. I mean, I had a belief that I could make enough money, but yeah. it just, it was really about, I don't know, I just feel this desire for this. It was your calling. I guess so. Yeah. And then over the years, what has happened is, as I've gotten older, and as more studios have come onto the yeah, scene, right. it's it's been such a blessing to see like, oh wow, I need to get really clear. And and so what ended up happening too, just to kind of add this is right about the same times new studios were coming onto the scene. So this yoga scene was changing. Yes. Debbie and her husband decided to move to Brevard, which was a lifelong dream of theirs. Wow. So as they made that transition, well, fast forward, I became um, partners with my very best friend, Anne. Wow. Which is, we had already run teacher training together. Yeah. We worked really well together. It was very natural. Yeah. And um, my dear friend, so Anne and Patty Pinckney was big on this too. Really, we worked together to be like, what is the, the mission now for yeah. us? And, um, and I think that's when I really put into words, we put into words and got really clear about what what this is all about. So what is your mission? So like five years later. Um, okay, well, I'm not going to say it perfectly, but it is for every person, no matter, I mean, I do not care what your spiritual, religious orientation is, gender choice, you know, sexuality, orientation, anything, color, size, what condition you're in, that, that you, at some level, conscious or not, that you feel 100% welcome and like, you know, I, don't, I hate to use the word God in terms of, because in my language, that you see that we see. You are a child of the beloved. Right. You know, you have value, period. The light is inside of you, period. Right. You say that a lot in class. Yeah. And that is, yeah. that's our mission is yes. to help, however it looks to people, whether they're just like, ow, my hip hurts and now it feels better. Right. Um, or they're coming for, you know, some deeper esoteric stuff, whatever. Our mission is that they both feel completely valued and welcome and that in whatever way you know god the universe sees fit they um they have more connection to awareness of that the light is you know the indwelling light mm -hmm. like it's it's not out there mm -hmm. it's inside each of us and right. that that is supported you know and protected yeah. and you know, and whatever that looks like for them, that's not really our business, but that, that we be of support of that. Does that yeah, make that, sense? Yeah, and okay. that is exactly on point with how I feel. Oh, that's awesome. When I come specifically, I don't go to a lot of people's yeah. classes besides yours as far as at Five Points. I yeah. only go to you, really. Yeah. And that is how I feel. And I've, I've so been glad. to you through many crises in my life, whether they were huge, like changing my life, yeah. or whether they were tiny, like making, you know, a small business decision or whatever. Right. And when I leave your class, I'm going to tear up. When I leave your class, I feel lifted. I feel, I listen to your words and all your words are actually always on point to just what you just said, which is, you know, you are light. Um, you are supported. You are lifted. And one of the things also to touch on here is that I love one day, I'll never forget this. I was really, really, really having a hard time mm -hmm. and I was laying on my mat and you said, Everybody in this room, I mean, I'm not going to say how you said it. So it's not a direct quote. So forgive me if I mess up your beautiful words. But you said, you know, y'all need, you stop thinking about tomorrow. Stop thinking about your next meeting. Stop thinking about this. A meteor could come right now and, and just land right in the studio and we would all be gone. You have now. And you have the ability to make now the best you can for yourself. And that stick somehow for me and maybe everyone else doesn't work for them I don't know right. but for me it's stuck with me and it's mm -hmm. really you specifically have really helped me learn to live in the present to not worry about the past or the future and I it's become like a huge deal for me because I used to always live in the future 
then there's a time I lived in the past and now I feel like I just take moment to moment to moment and that is what yoga and you have taught me and I'm forever grateful for that because it is it is so amazing when you can let go of expectations and how you want things to be and to sit in that in your room with you and you say things like you're really profound I don't think you know that you're profound but you're very profound in your words and the way that you touch and reach people and um they're you're real like you say things like sometimes you'll curse <laughs> you always say like I'm, I might curse you know? but, um and that you're not fake and I've been to a lot of yoga studios around the world and sometimes it just feels like I'm there for 60 minutes to just do the thing and get in and get out but you really connect with each and every one of your um, clients and your your um, yogis and I love one of the things you say also, which is like, everybody stop trying to be so yoga, yoga-y. Like, don't worry about being perfect. Like, we're all here just to have this experience. And that is so unique. So I think you really follow what you decided is your culture and is your business model. And you really immunate that. And so it's amazing. I mean, I don't think you realize how powerful your words are in your classes mm-hmm. in a good way. Everyone feels welcome. I'm so glad to hear that. Yeah. yeah that's really important to us. And yeah. thank you. It's true. It's true. It's true. Um, so tell me about this. So tell me, I, I go to class there and I look at, and there's so many different people. Mm-hmm. Age groups, like our Wednesday know, class. Right? <laughs> we have 70. Yeah. Dennis Revel is still coming. <laughs> right. And we have runners. We mm-hmm. have women like me who are just in like stressful situations of business who don't get to work out all the time. Right. We have young mothers. Remember, mm-hmm. we had a mom that was like nine months full term, right? <laughs> so, tell me about what, how, how do you teach to all those different people, and what, what do you do, and how do you connect, and what, what does that give to you? Like, I, I would imagine being a yoga teacher, and you know, it's one of my. I told you, it's my lifelong dream, and um, to to do, to be a yoga teacher, and I would imagine it leaves you. It can leave you very empty. After giving out so much. Because it's kind of like being a psychiatrist, right? Mm. I mean, you're a psychologist, I should say. <laughs> they probably wouldn't agree, but. <laughs> I mean, you're always like helping people through stuff, hmm. right? You have criers, I'm sure. Oh, well, you know, people, yeah. I mean, yeah. emotion gets stored in the body, I think, sometimes. Yeah, I mean, people definitely. Is it exhausting? Are... And how do you how do you keep yourself aligned? Yeah. When you're aligning all these different people from different backgrounds and ages, that's a lot of work. Yeah. You know, it's a lot of spiritual work to give off all of that so what do you do for well, you and how I mean, do you do it I don't take myself very seriously and and I mean so I, I I guess there's part of that I'm like oh gosh you know I'm just another person in the room and that's true right so there's that piece of it but um as long as I don't get real codependent which I can certainly do I generally really believe each person's just having their own experience and I want to support them right but I don't get um you know it's just okay you know, I, I'm, I don't, I, I would say I, I usually don't take it on. You don't get caught up. Right. So my yeah. intention is, you know, to hold space for it, you know, right. and if I can be of help, that's great. But that would be in or out of the room. And um, I do a lot of personal growth, a lot. I'm, I am very comfortable saying and committed to therapy, my own therapy. Yes. That's of great interest to me. And I'm in a, you know, I have a spiritual mentor. That is huge. Huge. I have one too. Yeah. That's huge. huge huge yeah and so you know one of the things that that she has taught me is that um well a couple things she says if I don't take care of myself I can't help other people true and she says to me it's spiritually arrogant to teach something you don't live Mm -hmm. and so and she was speaking directly to me and so she so you know for me as I've gotten older especially it's like yeah, I gotta, you know, I am careful to tend to myself in the ways that, you know, keep that um, balance yeah. and keep feeding myself. And I am, my people will tell you, my friends, like I'm really, you know, the past Thursday, Friday, I mean, I clearly do not have like a wild life anyway. <laughs> my night life is so wild. But I taught Thursday night, Friday night, and a big chunk of Saturday teacher training, which is very intimate, and there is a lot yes. of energy. 
but it's a great exchange. I love it. And it feeds me. But I also, like after that, yesterday, I went home and I took a nap and I took a walk, you know, I took a walk to the river and I yes. like... You had to feed yeah. yourself because you were feeding yeah. others and you had yeah. to feed yourself. That's what I imagine is that it takes a lot in a positive way, mm-hmm. not like it's draining, yeah. but in a positive way, it takes a lot of you to give to others and yes. so you have to make sure that you're always giving That's back right. to yourself. Yeah, and it doesn't work for me. I end up being, I won't use a, a naughty word. But I would not, it's not pretty when I am, um, and it's it's interesting. I actually think it's selfish when I'm overgiving. Right. Because usually what that means for me is I don't want to feel my own life. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, it, and it doesn't, it's not pretty because yeah. I end up being grumpy and, you know, short-tempered. And so yeah, I, I notice I am getting better at that. And like today, I'm so excited. I'm going to go home and watch, oh God, I can't think of the name of it. It's a very, um, uh, this new HBO show, Righteous Gems. Righteous Gems. Oh, Graham's been watching that. Oh my God. He so says in unbelievable. <laughs> so it's this so is my, so it's my big day. So, you know, I do stuff like that. Well, I'm, I'm going to a therapist right now uh-huh. and she's figured out that number one, my nervous system is just shot mm. from the past three years. She said, yeah. I can tell by your energy. She's like kind of holistic and then kind of like, she has all the degrees and everything. And so she's like, all the degrees, you know? Yeah. Um, so she's. So she's like, listen, first of all, I can tell about you is your nervous system is shot. Like, you're just shot out. And she's like, second of all, mm. and I haven't been sleeping well. Mm. And yeah. then so I started kind of like running and I'm right. trying to I'm trying to get myself on track. Always trying to get myself on track. She said that, I don't want you to think of sleep as sleep anymore. She said, I want you to think of it as rest. I mm. want you to rest your mind, rest yes. your body, move your phone out of your bedroom. Yes. You know, I'm not a big TV watcher, but... I do love a good Netflix show. Yeah. <laughs> um, turn off the TV. Yeah. So I've picked up reading again, like you know, and I have. I made a started a book club with a friend of mine to make myself read more, right. which is a lot more calming and less mm-hmm. stimulating. But rest is such a big deal, yeah. not necessarily sleeping, just as long as your brain yes. is resting at rest, yeah. you know. And um, we added black outlining drape black outline drapes to our bedroom to have more of that right. you know and it's it's made a huge difference oh, you can't take care of others mm. if you're not taking care of yourself and that's been a hard lesson for me too yeah. and it affects creativity of course you know oh yeah absolutely I mean, it's amazing, it's amazing. Yeah. so how many teachers do you have working oh, with you now <laughs> like 30 hey, oh gosh no i would say maybe max 15 yeah and yeah. what is, how do you like, I mean, you have, to, in business, you have to manage people. Mm-hmm. Do you do that part or does your partner? Oh my um, gosh. We do it together, but I will tell you, sometimes I'll hear people talk about like HR issues at their work or whatever. And I'm like, huh. Because <laughs> we have got, and I think it's. Huh? Like you don't have those? N- or I don't know. I mean, people that teach for us what I believe is they love what they're doing so much Mm -hmm. and and you know I mean there are people who are who are living manageable lives so they're not like you know it's not like I have somebody who's like an active alcoholic yoga teacher that would probably create HR issues you know it's like everybody is very responsible and right but it's also there is a dedication to to their craft yeah you know that is amazing so in, they may disagree, but as far as I'm aware of, like HR issues, I, God, you don't have any. It feels like it. That I means mean, you have all the right teammates. Yeah. That the team members. Yes. That's what it means. It's yeah. like everybody's in the right spot and everything's working yeah. well. When you start having turmoil and stuff, it means yeah. they're just not the right fit. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. do you like running a business? I do. I love it. Yeah. yeah. And part of that, I'm sure, is I'm. I don't know if this is true or not. I was about to say I'm so controlling. Well, no, that's true. But um, I don't know if that's part of it. Like, But I, I love having a not um, nine-to-five schedule. Yes. I love that. Me too. I yeah. love the, the creativity and the, the lessons that come with it. Yeah. yeah, I love it. And, okay, so you, you just hinted on this, and you've hinted on it before in class. So you're a yoga teacher. You're the owner of a yoga studio, mm-hmm. and you struggle with being controlling. Oh, good Lord. Yeah, I mean, I think we teach what we need to learn. I always am like, yeah, God taught, God wants me to teach this because God's like, do you hear? Are you listening, <laughs> sweetie? Wow. Oh, my goodness, yes. You I know, would think people, I think people see you as not controlling. 
I will then. in your classes. <laughs> Anyone who knows me, my mom would be like, <laughs> she'd be more like than like that. Um, hmm. Well, people can project whatever they want onto other people, right? You know, right? I mean, I I can't even speak to that because I can't see myself through somebody else's eyes. But you I mean, feel sure, like that's I think a big I'm an adult in yoga class, but. Um, do I think it's a big battle? You know what? It's just something that I work on in my yeah. life. Is like, oh wow, the way that I try to feel safe is to try to control things, you right. know, and um, so it can show up in different areas. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Probably when I teach, it doesn't. Well, plus it's like you're the one in charge when you're teaching. I mean, so you're kind of controlling. That I mean, situation. yay, <laughs> yay! I'm doing what I want to do. I mean, <laughs> yeah. So what, um, what is the most, like, you know, rewarding part of your job? I think there, I, I would, honestly, I would say every element. Like, sometimes people say to me, like, oh, I bet it's so hard owning your own business. And I'm like, eh, I mean, I, n- no. You know, sure, there's challenges sometimes, but not, no, I love it. Right. I love it. And I am amazed every day. I'm like, this, it's just not like, it's not like work. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would say one of. The most wonderful things one of because there's I just can't even there's so many is is when the opportunities where someone I'll get to someone will just gift me with um, something that happened for them personally you know a gift that yoga has brought into their lives or sometimes people will say oh my gosh I just had this vision like while I was practicing or I had this awareness or they'll just share like um like a personal story yeah like yeah. this has been such a comfort to me or whatever yeah. or it, it, it's like that is such a gift to me I don't know if that's I guess just getting to connect with other people and yeah. sh- you know sharing with like-minded folks and um, right I, I, I feel like there's too much I feel much like you get even... a lot of gifts, maybe. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. yeah. Like this weekend in teacher training, just watching these other souls and their yearning to know more yeah. and to um, to know themselves more and to connect with their God more and, you know, or whatever they call yes. that. yeah. And their zeal for practice and their interest in, like, the engineering and architecture of the postures, you yeah. know, all that stuff. It is, excites you. Oh, my God. I love it. Yeah. Uh, can you t- can you share a story like a one story that resonates with you Uh-oh. about something that happened? Not to put you on the spot, but yeah. something that happened one time in a training or a class that was just like I don't mm. want to say miraculous, but something that was just astounding. Oh man, I mean, astounding happens every day, and this may sound boring, but you know, just this weekend, I'm just kind of closing my eyes so I can picture it in my body. Uh, just this weekend. I was with these people in teacher training, and I, I will just say people shared real depth, you know, mm-hmm. real, real personal, authentic, vulnerable things mm-hmm. about themselves and their lives and their yearnings. And I think witnessing that and sharing that together, it feeds my soul in a way I can't even, that's the best I can say is it literally feeds and nourishes. It's like it, I can just see like all these arms like bolstering my soul. It makes me so happy and so fulfilled and it feels so real. It's like, this is what we're here to do. A big thing right now that's trending is authenticity. Like people are saying. Oh, well then hashtag I'm so authentic. (laughs) I was about to say. That's a joke. No, but I think there is a big movement of like, you know, um, girls that are not a size two saying, hey, I like who I am and I am beautiful at a size eight, 10, 20, whatever. Yeah. And um, there's a big movement of uh, the fashion industry there. Mm-hmm. There's a big movement of the hair hair industry, makeup industry there. There's mm-hmm. a big movement. Um, you know, I, I was at a yoga class the other day mm-hmm. and I was looking at, I used to go to yoga and it was all 20-year-old girls yeah. in perfect form. It's not that anymore yeah it's a lot of different forms and I think that that's what I also like about coming to you is because it's a very authentic experience um it's not like who's wearing lululemon I love lululemon (laughs) but it's not who's wearing what I've worn like sweatpants and an old ratty t-shirt and my bra slept in (laughs) and it doesn't matter because you're there for yourself on your mat and I think that's what resonates a 
what just comes pouring out of you as a human and as, as a yoga teacher is that you're here for the authentic experience, mm. you know? And I'm sure sitting in a room watching people share their stories just, yeah, feeds your soul. Yeah. 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 Um, so what is, um, if you had to choose, this is kind of a cheesy question, but I like it. So if you had to choose, and you can't use authentic, three words to describe yourself. Oh my God. <laughs> what would they be? Oh, this is my How dream question. <laughs> Fun loving. I see that. Um, you know, there's a part of me that's really serious. I, by, and by serious, I think I would say, um, I'm, I feel like I am real. Yeah. Yeah. And um, another one. I, I do believe I care deeply. Yeah. Yeah. So I would say caring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what do you do? Those are all positive. Those I mean, are all I could positive. give you a billion negative, but yep, you know, we won't do that. How, um, so what do you do when you're not doing yoga, not running a business? Well... Clean my house. Um, walk my <laughs> smoking dog. Smoking like a true entrepreneur. Yeah. <laughs> I said smoking. I was like, actually, I don't smoke anymore. But, um, yeah, I yes. I love watching Netflix. I yeah. like spending time with my mom. Mm-hmm. Um, I love taking walks, and I like one of my greatest joys right now is walking my dog to the river. Mm-hmm. And I, I've been trying to do that more as just self care. Um, I do therapy. Um, <laughs> I spend a lot of time with friends. Yeah. Um, you know, I love movies. I love eating good food. Um, I love just chilling out. That, I think those are my big things. God, it's not a very like wild life. I love music. I love seeing music. I mm-hmm. do. A, I try. I, do you go locally in mm-hmm. Athens? I, I really try to see a lot of music. That's something I really enjoy. That's mm-hmm. fun. Get out. But how old are you? Oh, <laughs> I was like, what? Up? I'm 46. That's fine. You're 46. Yeah. Wow. It's, you don't, number one, you don't look 46. Oh, thank you. You look way, I don't want to say younger, because that makes 46 sound, I'm 41, so that makes yeah. 46, but you look, you don't look your age. You look huh. much younger. It's so funny, what does that look like? I'm sure Charlotte, that's Jade's mom, <laughs> I hope she listens to this, did not look 46 when she was 46. She no, probably it's ridiculous. Like, yeah, like Marilyn she's Monroe, 23. Yeah, yeah, she's, she's a, a unicorn. Yeah. I mean, she just, she yeah, ageless. Now. Yeah. But... I remember my mom wearing polyester. I'm Charlotte probably never wore that. And and thinking, I mean, 46 was old when I was little. Yeah. And I don't know if that's for everybody, but I'm like, yeah, definitely I don't look that kind of 46. But yeah, who knows? So do now you I'm hold like, anything around your um, being 46? Like for me, turning 40 was like this massive deal. Yeah. Turning 41 was pretty big too. I yeah. had like... I, I have like birthday issues. Yes. I, I just realized. Yeah. Um, actually, Graham pointed them out to me. So, <laughs> so as you get into your 40s, now I will also say in my 40s, it's been the best two years of my life. Yeah. The best two years. Spiritually and, mm. and just like, I'm yes. like, if I know who I am, I don't really care what you think about me because I'm a good person and yeah. I know that I'm doing the best I can. And if you're not okay with it, well, I am sorry for you, but that is okay with me. Yeah. If you're not okay with me. And it took 40 years to get here. So I can't imagine 46. So yeah. are you into kind of the, do you hold anything about around being 46? You know, not usually. I'm, that is a great thing that came. I don't feel like that was a big deal to my mom ever. I'm pretty sure. Because because I've never had a no, I mean I've had stuff at like forty or like I should be this or yeah. you know, but pretty much, um, if I do get like that, like I'll be like oh my god I should be in a relationship, right? Then I'll um, I, I'll really kind of be like okay in God's world, I mean not like I know this. This is my belief is or the story I have is that time is not that's like a human idea. And the truth is, is in this life, I've had exactly the lessons, exactly as I'm supposed to. Mm-hmm. And and that continues. And so, you know, so here I am at this age. And, you know, if you I have an it. idea that something should be different, it's like, no, it shouldn't. Because I wouldn't, I wouldn't be learning what I'm learning or have right. learned what I've learned. Right. And I agree. 40s for me, too, has been really... It's also had some real challenges, but it has turned out, especially in the past two years, I've really um, felt some... Like a lot of the personal work I feel like I've done coming to some... Like, wow, oh my gosh. Yeah. You know, like I, 
I really feel like I'm okay with myself and um, so much more than I ever have before. Which is massive. It's wonderful. It's ma- I mean, it's like the yeah. biggest thing for me ever because I think I've talked a lot about like ego and stuff and like getting away from ego and on this podcast and I'm working really hard on differentiating right now between ego and actual things, you know, like putting myself in a situation going, well, I'm really mad about that. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm really mad about that because that's my ego being offended or hurt as opposed to the truth is it has nothing to do with me. Right. And my 40s has revealed itself to be, like, so empowering in that way. Mm. I just am not yet able to walk away from everything. But there's so much I can go, hey, that's your stuff. Like, you know, not verbally, but give things back. Yeah. 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 So you are four years away from 50. Yes. It's so weird. It's weird. 50. Yeah. I think 50 has the biggest. It doesn't. It's funny. I I see 50 as a really beautiful like it's because a girlfriend and I were just talking about that she was saying she's going to be 50 next year and I was like and she's gorgeous and I was like to me somehow that seems like what a full woman you know yes I think it sounds yeah I'm not scared of that but it does have a different connotation doesn't it yes somehow so how do you have goals being who you are this very spiritual let 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 your life unfold, you know, not force her. And you, you know me well enough know I'm a huge forcer of things, so that's really a hard juggle for me. Or you're me. ambitious. <laughs> well, and my therapist would say I'm a forcer. <laughs> but yes, Maybe yeah. both. I'm both, yeah. for sure, for sure. But anyway, so how do you let, how do you get to, let's say, you know, I'm sure you have thoughts in your head about turning 50 in a few years right. and having goals or things that you mm. want to do. Like I have a friend who's turning 40 and she has a list of 40 things she's oh, going to wow. do before 40. Yeah. I would and, lose it. So <laughs> I would lose that list. So I'm not one of those people. Yeah. I mean, I would. Anybody who really knows me would be like. Because you have ADD, right? Um, well, I'm not. Not diagnosed. diagnosed me too. I'm undiagnosed ADD. ADD. Yeah. I'm not ADD, but I'm ADD. And I'm the same way. Like you give me a list, I'm losing it. Like all yeah. my assistants, everyone in my office is like, oh, that piece of paper for yeah. you. Yeah. But, like, so how do you live a life of saying, you know, which I really admire, saying, I want God to open this up for me. I'm going to go with the flow. I'm not going to hold on to things. But also be ambitious and have goals mm-hmm. of, like, saying, I'm sure there's th- the thought has crossed your mind, you know, by 50, I want to take a trip. Or I want, you know, to celebrate it in this way. Mm-hmm. How do you how do you find that balance of, like, both? And is there something that you're, you have a goal for for 50? No, I have not thought about that at all, just so you know. Isn't that weird? I guess weird. I don't know. I haven't thought about that at all. You're just not there. Uh, not at all. I mean, I don't think about that. But I, I would say, and part of this might have to do with um, my own, I can't tell because it's me, but the way I think, you know, like we were talking about before the podcast, like I'm not a detail person. Right. But I, I feel like I... I don't feel like I know, and perhaps, you know, there, I'm sure there's some of this that's not productive, but I kind of let what's in front of me, you know, it's like it just comes to me, like I have a desire that's kind of starting to come up of something I'd like to do, I think, in the future, and it's, you know, I'm just kind of like, okay, you know, it'll be there, and then I'll just kind of take action, you know, that's kind of right. how I work, and... Um, do you pray? Do you pray on it? Yes. Pray on things like that? Yeah. yeah, definitely for sure. Yeah, I, I, I pray, and a lot of times I forget. You know, there was something just this morning that I was like, oh, huh, I could ask God about that. <laughs> Whoops. But, um, but yeah, I just really trust that just like with the studio, like the desire will come. Right. And so, and I know it, it always does. I do have, like, you know, I'll have things like, wow, I have a desire to be in a partnership. Right. But I also know right this moment. Mm-hmm. is not the time right you know but that's something i definitely desire mm-hmm. but at the same time I mean, what do you mind doing like make a checklist about a i will get in a relationship you know but right I mean, right right so i think a lot of people do that yeah i think a lot of people i'm sure i've done that put but, like goal like a lot of yeah. goals around it and so yeah i mean I definitely you know a friend told me the most beautiful thing she said um that her prayer and i can't remember how she said it but it was something like I I put into God's hands my, um, I think it was like my future love life or romantic life, whatever it was, or my desire to be in a relationship. And um, 
And God, I invite you to let me know if I need to take an action, mm-hmm. you know, around this. I love that. Me too. Me too. Mm-hmm. And that to me is so beautifully put. And I do trust that he, it will. See, and that's the key is trust, that will right? Come. Yep. Trust me. I have tried many relationships that have not been about me trusting. They've been about me forcing and it doesn't work. No. Because I don't have the vision <laughs> to make yeah. it work real well. Well, and because it wasn't supposed to. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, I, for me, the easiest things in my life have been when I've trusted and let go mm-hmm. and gone with, well, this is just like an obvious next step. Exactly. It's just an obvious next there step. Like, go. there's yeah. no denying it. You just, yes. you know, know. And that applies in business, too. Like, one of the things we talk about Metal and Pedal a lot is the business will tell you. Like, mm-hmm. when do we hire a new person? Well, the business will tell us. It will yeah. show us. We'll be ready for that new yeah. person. You know, when is that person supposed to leave us? Well, we'll just know. Yeah. <clears throat> and I think that's just a, it's a, maybe a God thing. It's also like an intuitiveness. Mm-hmm. And um, like you said, you know, a letting it come to you thing. Yeah. 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 What is your motto? What is your life motto? Oh, Lord. Um, well, apparently I do not have one. Um, I want to say that, first of all, I say this real imperfectly, that um, what my prayer is, is that I... This is that I would um, be less interested in self and more interested in how I can lift other people up. Oh, I love that. But I would not say that should be my conscious motto. That that is something that you know I have been taught recent over the past couple of years, and in some ways I I think I have embodied that, but lots of ways not. Lots of ways, like my humanness is my first. You know, it's my first priority is Shannon, you know? Right. I love that. Well, it's not my original material. (laughs) But to get there, to to, to strive. That that would be a goal I do have. That would be a goal I have. Yes. I love that. To set, what my teacher says is, I think she said, to set aside our humanness. And I think it was just so that we could just lift other people up. However God puts in our path. Well, that has a lot to do with ego. So who, you don't have to name names if you don't yeah. want, but who's your, who do you go to for your guidance and for things like this and your teacher? Like, yeah. Um, well, she lives in Atlanta. Um, but so, I mean, nobody would know her anyway, so I, I won't say names. She's 76. I mean, she's not, really? <laughs> she doesn't have a website or anything. No, she's just been in my life for a long time. Um, Is she a yoga teacher? No, well? no, no. She's a yeah. spiritual guy. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So. And you work with her like weekly, monthly, as needed. Um, let's see. I guess right now, for, yeah, monthly. I mean, weekly. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, in some connotation or another. Yeah. Yeah, and then there's some other things I do that you know are personal, but there's you know there's other things I do to support myself and um, keep growing. Yeah. I think to live that. How's that for very ambiguous? <laughs> Wait, I fly to Switzerland a couple times a year. Bone marrow. Yeah. (laughs) I think to get to that motto, to live, to put your humanness and your ego aside, would take great self-care. It would take great. um, It would take all of me to do that. And great self-love. And great self-love, which is so hard. It's ironic how I think. I think that quote-unquote ego stuff. I mean. A lot of it, for me at least, is about trying to get love from outside. Trying so hard, you know, that people think I'm doing it right, and people like me, and um, it's uh, nobody's pissed. And but the, it's funny because you know, really, it's about like if I find that love if for I like myself, me. Yes. yeah, and find that worth in something higher than me, you know, in the yes. spiritual realm. It's very ironic. It's the it opposite is. of what our culture teaches, you know. One of the big things that I believe is. Um, when you get married or get into a relationship, mm. that two halves don't make a whole. I think you have to go into the relationship as a whole person, mm. and your partner has to be a whole person. And my job is not to make him anything, and his job is not to make me anything. Yeah. And it's taken me that is a failed marriage to get this mm-hmm. and a lot of your classes and psychiatrists and all sorts of stuff. But um, that to me is something that Graham and I have done right and we've done lots of things wrong but we have done that right where his job is to support me and my job is to support him Mm -hmm. not to change him 
not to make him be who I want him to be. And believe me, I've tried that. Doesn't work. Um, yeah. <laughs> especially with Graham. <laughs> he will go the polar opposite direction. Right. <laughs> um, but that's just not healthy and not who I want to be and not right. who I want to be in a relationship. And so the next step for me, and I, I think that you would agree, is once you make those realizations, is to figure out your self-love. And it is yeah. so hard to, and this is what I'm working on now, forgive yourself. Mm. Oh my gosh, it's so hard. Mm. Even if you've done, quote, nothing wrong, and you were the, I'm doing like air quotes, but like victim in the situation, <laughs> or, or like you were the one who was in the right or whatever, <laughs> consciously, I guess. It's so hard to step back and love yourself mm. through it. Like, it's... I would say for me, it's nearly impossible. Mm. It's nearly impossible. But I'm getting there. Yeah. But I think that's so beautiful. And, and I feel like you do have self-love. I feel like you do have... Oh, well... I think you struggle with I'm it. I'm working on yeah. that. That would be a goal. There's another goal. Yeah. Yeah. Is yeah. real space for all of my feelings and, and real um, tenderness towards myself. What? That's a goal. Yes tenderness mm-hmm. Ooh, I'm not tender with myself mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I I'm kind of a bitch to myself yeah well culture and I'm not like culture it's culture it's culture but um you know often our family culture doesn't teach that us that and then the the culture the greater whatever you you know the greater world or at least the American culture I wouldn't say that that's our our no. goal <laughs> it's like, like I admire tenderness towards self no like and one another French women are famous mm-hmm. for really being absolutely who they are mm-hmm. and in that way they're true beauties because they are they you can read books about there's a, there's a great book called and it's kind of a, a funny book but it's called like how to be a french woman and it's like dress however the hell you want to and <laughs> you'll it, look good and you'll look good eat the things that make you feel good you know all that kind of stuff and it's interesting and i admire that so much mm-hmm. and i'm working you know like i said working really hard on it but and here in this culture, it's like that we should be certain things. We should feel certain ways. We should, you know, um, and I'm, I'm, it gets really boring and tiring after a while. And you're like, I'm just not going to be that way. Like, I am not blonde. And <laughs> I am not a size two. I have been a size four. I like being a size four, six, eight. But I'm never going to be that perfect in what my mind says is a perfect skinny slight little woman like I'm I'm not like but I'm learning to be okay with that mm-hmm. and learning that just because my environment or my culture says that that's how I should be I'm also very different than a lot of people because I've lived other places and done different things yeah and I hit a lot of that when I moved to Athens specifically because yeah. um I didn't know how to fit in and I I really didn't know like I think it came across as snobby and it was meant the other way. It was meant like, well, these are just the experiences I've had, you know. And so it's just interesting. It's just yeah. interesting working on owning yourself and mm-hmm. loving yourself from the inside mm-hmm. and being tender. Mm-hmm. But definitely not tender. Yeah. Okay. All right. Only have a couple more questions. Um, what are you curious about? What What is something that you're really interested in? Um, it seems to me that you have a very peaceful life. <laughs> No, it cracks me up what people will think. Perception. I mean, I don't know what peaceful life means. It's definitely not. You know, I don't have kids, so it's not. You know how with kids, right. it's always like, well, there's a chaotic. Things going yes. On. Um, I mean, if you're taking walks with your dog, yes, there are some her. things, but I also have my own head on yeah. my shoulders. So, um, you know, that is. Do you live where... in a lot of should bees? Mm. Do you struggle with should bees? Is it should bees that I? There's some stuff like that for yeah. sure. You know, I just yeah. have some conditioned thinking, you know, yeah. that definitely it's like, oh. So so if I get in any of those things, it can definitely not be peaceful. Um, I guess it's a somewhat peaceful life. But I just don't want to say like, yes, I just meditate and there's. Zen. Yeah. No, I mean, and yeah. I eat broccoli and brown rice. <laughs> you know, it's, that's not really my life. Yeah. 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 What is your biggest what, what would be your advice about people going through struggles? I know you do life coaching mm-hmm. as well, which I have called you for several mm-hmm. times, and you've helped me through a lot. And what, what would be your advice about, you know, people going through something that, you know, let go or, you know, mm-hmm. let God. You've said that before. Let go and let God. I remember in one yoga class you used that expression. Mm-hmm. Um, 
what, what would you say to someone who was really going through something in their life, whether it was big or small? Hmm. Trust? Well, I mean, there's so much to that. Yeah. yeah. You know what came to me is because that's, I don't know if I can have a real profound answer to that. The thing that came to me just now is like, you matter. You know, you really yeah. matter. But I think it's so individual what's specifically going yeah. on. Right. You know, there's so much to it because a lot of times there's so much. Yeah. I don't know that it depends, you know, yeah. it depends if it's a person who just needs right now to just know they, they matter right. and just to listen to their pain or if it's something where it's like, Hey, okay, are you ready to look at your part in this so that you can grow and, right. and all that entails to look at your part, right? you know, not cause you're bad, but just because that's Ownership. the part we can control. Yeah. You know? Ownership is key. Yeah. Yeah. Like instead of like, you know, I think of a relationship, it's like, they're so bad. They did this to me. And, you know, there's a point when we get to go, oh, let me look at why, why was I attracted to that kind of relationship or, you know, and yeah. what can I look at in my own life so I can grow? So, so I guess that, you know, that question for me, it's like, oh gosh, there's so many, I'm sure there's Variables. a really good answer. Well, but you matter yeah. is huge and accountability is huge. Yeah. I mean, um, I think that those are two of the most important things you can start with. And there's always hope. I will yeah. say that. There's always hope. Yeah. There's abundant resource. Yeah. It's just that it may not look the way we think it should look. Oh, that's so mm-hmm. hard. That's so, mm-hmm. it's a good point. Yeah. yeah. That's such a good point. And you've said, I've heard you say that before. Like, things come to you the way that you, sometimes the way you don't, you don't think they will. Yeah. But they're meant for you. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. See, you're so profound. Oh, I'm just repeating <laughs> what's been taught to me, truly. So what's next for Five Points Yoga? Oh yeah, what are y'all working on and, and um, what's new? Well, you know, the Ruiz brothers are coming. I don't know if you know that, the Four Agreements. Yes, um, my client just told me about this. I've got, uh, do you have space still? I've got yeah, to sign do. up. Okay. Yep, it's at the Botanical Garden, so it's a, it's <gasps> huge. Um, so Miguel Ruiz, his sons are coming. Okay. And um, we're really excited about that. So they wrote a they wrote a book. They've written several books, yeah. And it's called The Four Agreements. He wrote The Four Agreements. So he wrote several books. They're about the four four agreements. Yeah. And he's coming to the Botanical Gardens. Y'all are hosting. The sons are coming. The, the sons botanical. are coming yep. and you're hosting. Yep. Five Point Yoga is hosting. Is it a yoga class? No. No, it'll be um, Friday night is a lecture. Okay. And then Saturday they're teaching a workshop. And when, what Friday? Um, I believe, oh, I don't have my calendar with me. I think it's November 7th, maybe. Is in November. Friday. In November, right. yeah. yeah. Okay. They can check our website. <gasps> yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's really exciting. How did you meet them? You know, it was Patty. You yes, remember Patty? I know Patty, okay. yes. Um, Miguel Ruiz was one of her main teachers over the years, and she's taught with him, and so it was a connection she had. Wow. And she was like, let's do I'm this. I'm so excited. I'm definitely yeah. coming. I think it'll be real So special. what happens at the workshop? You got me. I've never been to one of their workshops oh, before. Oh, so they do this in other places. Oh, yes. Yeah. And are they yoga-based? Mm, I would say it's more um, Toltec okay. and um, shamanistic. I think, you know, forgive me, guys, if that's wrong, but I think that that's what they would, kind of their lineage is. Are you taking the workshop, too? Oh, yeah. I'm absolutely. Yeah. So what else is happening at Five Points Yoga? Uh, well, we're just loving you know, having things as they are. Um, We are, we have a retreat coming up this month. I always love those. Those are really special. And where is it? um, At the Prama Institute. It's in Marshall, North Carolina, Uh near Asheville. Okay. Yeah. And it's just lovely. You know, that opportunity to just unplug and, you know, be nourished and How many people do you take normally? Well, we've only done it once before. And gosh, last time, I mean, it was fairly small, like maybe 15. Yeah. 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 Wow. Yeah. Well, I love you. Thank you. You're such a beautiful, beautiful energy. And you, I think I've learned so much here sitting here today, as I always do with you. Like every time I'm with you, it's a blessing. It really is. Thank you. It's been really sweet for me too. You are like crazy good at this. I don't know about that, but thank you. You are. (laughs) I told Jade ahead of time, like, what are we going to talk about for that long? Um, but I thank you for being here and I will see you in class hopefully soon. Thanks. A big, huge fat thank you to Shannon Ball for being in studio with me today. 
and had a great time. If you haven't been to the Five Points Yoga Studio, you're really missing out. It is a very welcoming place. It is a place that you you have a sense of community. You feel at home. You feel you feel that you can stay. Um, there's no pretense at Five Points Yoga. It is a come as you are environment. It really helps you get to a place where you feel grounded. I highly recommend Five Points Yoga, and I appreciate you, Shannon, for being on the podcast today.